Hello, my name is Ben, co-founder of Wild Tribute, and you're listening to episode 139 of the Subi and You podcast. Hello, everybody. Yes, welcome to another episode of the podcast. If you are just showing up for this episode, thank you for checking it out. If you enjoy this episode, go check out the other ones. There's 138 other episodes along with some bonus episodes that you can find as well. For those of you who have been here since the very beginning, thank you so much for sticking around. It's been over two and a half years now, and we're creeping up on three years of the podcast, which is really, really cool. And if you heard the episode where I gave some statistics, it's kind of a big deal that this podcast is still around and that I'm still doing it. So welcome to all the new listeners and, of course, all the OG listeners. I really appreciate everybody tuning in and sticking around to check out all the episodes. As you heard, I have Ben on the podcast of Wild Tribute. The reason I decided to have Ben on is because, first of all, he is involved with the Subaru Gear Store, which is one of the sponsors and one of the places that we can find some really great gear to represent this car brand that we all know and love. So I thought that having Wild Tribute on the podcast would be a great fit because what they are all about is protecting the outdoors, protecting our parks, which you will hear more about in the episode. Ben goes into that, goes into their mission and what they're doing for all of the outdoor resources that we know and love as well. So it was just fitting to have them on because Many of us are getting outdoors and getting into these parks. So what they're doing is really great in helping to protect those resources. So we will get into the episode and the conversation here in just a bit with Ben and hear more about Wild Tribute and what they are doing for the great outdoors. This episode is brought to you by Subaru Gear. Embrace your love for the outdoors with this Subaru Wilderness Lanyard Keychain. It is made of 100% polyester and the lanyard has an iron clip attachment at one end and a D-ring at the other end. So if you are a Subaru Wilderness owner of any model or you just love the Subaru Wilderness, go check out SubaruGear.com to purchase this lanyard. And while there, explore the wild tribute section of Subaru Gear. Hover over the brands icon, then scroll down to Wild Tribute, and there you will find different designs and styles of apparel. Whatever you decide to put in your card at Subaru Gear, be sure to use the code SUBINU23 at checkout to get 20% off of your purchase. If your total is over $50 after the 20% discount, then you will also get free shipping. Thank you so much, Subaru Gear, for sponsoring this Subi and You podcast. The Subi and You podcast is brought to you by Eccentric Designs. For those of you who don't know, Eccentric Designs is a small, community-driven business that offers custom-fit vinyl overlays for most Subaru models. This includes various designs for the rear reflectors, taillights, and side taillights. I also offer fun decal designs like the popular fender stripes and stickers. To find designs for your Subi, head on over to eccentricdesigns.com. There's always more projects in the works, so be sure to follow at eccentric.designs on Instagram. Speaking of rear reflector overlays, she is now she now has testers out there for the new generation of the Crosstrek and also the Impreza. So be on the lookout for new designs coming out for those. And if you are interested in being a tester, I believe you can still contact her to be a tester for designs. 
Thank you so much, Eccentric Designs, for sponsoring the Subi and You podcast. All right, I have a new patron question of the week, and this one comes from Anthony, who goes by Chewy Roo, and he asks, if you if at first you don't succeed, how many times should you try, try again? That's a really good question, but it's also, I mean, it's kind of broad because it depends on what it is. So if there's something that you really want to achieve, there's something that you really want to make happen, I think you should try as many times as it takes to get to the point to where you have been successful with it. You know, if you are trying to just, I mean, it's very simple, but if you're trying to make a three-point shot just leisurely out on the basketball court and it's taking you several tries, but you really want to make that three-point shot, then do it as many times as it takes because then when you hit that three-point shot, it's going to be great. You're going to feel great. And you may not make it again. It may take you 20 more tries to make it again. But, you know, if it's something that you really want to do, don't give up. And then I feel that the more you practice at something, of course, the better you'll get. I mean, I know I'm still practicing at the podcast. I would never say that I am perfect at it and that it's exactly where I want it to be. That's why I have the guests lately doing the intro now because it's something different it's something new so it's going to always be evolving so i think it just depends on what it is if it's something that you really want to achieve i think you should try as many times as it takes for you to get to that goal so thank you so much anthony for your question so we're halfway through september and so we're getting closer to Christmas and uh, also closer to my birthday, which is in January. And every year I like to get myself something kind of big, you know, as like a combination Christmas and birthday gift. So if you're looking for something this Christmas, you can always head over to RikaVS.com and check out their wheels and lift kits. Rika is committed to providing you with the highest quality specialized wheels and lift kits that will allow you to travel further, experience new adventures, and discover all of those extraordinary destinations. They want to make sure that you are ready for anything wherever adventure takes you. Their flow form process creates both lightweight and durable wheels, which are of the highest quality and are built to satisfy the requirements of all of you adventure enthusiasts. Their lift kits raise your Subaru to protect the vehicle's underbody from damage while off-roading. The lift kits were also designed to increase the vehicle ride height in order to accommodate those larger tires while maintaining the factory ride quality and alignment. The quest for adventure begins with you, and Rika is what gets you there. Be sure to use the code SUBU10 at checkout to get 10% off a set of awesome wheels or a lift kit. Thank you so much, Rika, for sponsoring the Subi and You podcast. This episode is also brought to you by Melee Design Firm. At Melee Design Firm, they believe making the best performance parts from the highest quality materials is the only way to operate. At MeleeDesignFirm.com, you can shop for the world's best motorsports batteries and handmade battery mounting systems, as well as engine bay caps to enhance the look of your engine bay and they also sell the front strut tower brace and many other products. Head over to MeleeDesignFirm.com to find any one or more of these products for your Subaru. Thank you so much, Melee Design Firm, for sponsoring the Subi and You podcast. And now we will get into this episode with Ben and hear all about Wild Tribute and how they are helping to 
make the world a better place and hear about the donations that Wild Tribute has done over the years since they have been in operation, which is pretty significant. So it's really great to hear that, and I'm excited to share it with all of you. So here we go. Hey, Ben, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to record with us. I'm excited to have you on because I am being sponsored currently by the gear store and some of the apparel that is on the gear store is Wild Tribute. So I think it's appropriate to have you on. And uh, I won't spoil it now, but we'll find out a little bit later another reason that it's appropriate to have you on. So welcome. Yeah, for sure. Thanks so much for the opportunity. And and we're certainly humbled to be part of the gear store at Wild Tribute and um, certainly affiliated to Subaru in so many ways from a number of synergies, which I'm sure we'll jump into here. So excited to be here and thank you again for the time. You're very welcome. Thank you. So you mentioned that you're one of the co-founders. So how many co-founders are there of Wild Tribute? So there's two co-founders formerly of Wild Tribute. However, our COO has been with us from day one uh, virtually as well. So uh, a co-founding team of essentially three. Okay, that's nice. And so when and why was Wild Tribute founded? Well, there's a, <laughs> a bit of a backstory. I won't go too much into detail, but there is a family element to to the company. Um, my fellow co-founders, my, my brother-in-law. Um, nice. and then COO is my other brother-in-law. So there's a familial component, which is part of what inspired the idea in general, after spending some time together, traveling through our parks and public lands and, uh, generally just being inspired to do something associated giving back to these places that we were having such incredible memories formed and experiences had, and um, over time, just having discussions, a passion project turned into a business. So um, there's there's a lot more to unpack there, but, but that's the general <laughs> consensus of it. Yeah. So, I mean, were you all thinking like, hey, we're having a great time getting out here. We're seeing some incredible places. And like you said, creating, you know, these great memories. Were you thinking of apparel originally or just some way to give back to to the parks yeah it's a great question i think more or less we were just looking for a vehicle to give back and to to be clear for all the listeners while tributes a lifestyle apparel brand we sell predominantly apparel that you'll find across the nation and different channels you know some of the traditional channels that you would expect perhaps and then some that are maybe more of a surprise where um, you'll find the brand within the gift souvenir space. So, you know, that ranges from being in the parks themselves, which is a very core part of what we do. If you travel to the Grand Canyon, Yellowstone, uh, Zion, or any of the parks on the East Coast, Acadia, Great Smoky Mountains, you'll find our product in the shelves of the visitor centers or the lodges within those parks. And so, that's a really niche part of our business. It's really unique, but it's also one of the most fulfilling given we're part of that park experience and um, we're really catering to uh, creating product that's memorializing 
that experience you're having in the park or just wanting to take part of it with you. And so, so that's where you'll find our product. Um, you also find our product in the REIs of the world, um, those larger retailers, so Shields out West. But then, of course, you'll find our product within uh, the, the small independent retailers within gateway communities um, around the parks. And, um, you know, that's really, again, just scraping the surface as we work with a lot of breweries with our custom program. Uh, we work in the resort space with all the ski resorts across the country. So, you know, we, we still have a lot of room to grow, but we're fortunate to have the footprint we do. And, and it all, it all is specific to, um, you know, this connection we have with the outdoors and our parks in general, our mantras for the parks, for the forests, and for the oceans. And 4% of our proceeds are donated back to organizations that support America's most historic and wild places. And so that's really the ethos. And, and we've been talking about it, but the inspiration behind why we do what we do. Yeah. And so where did the name Wild Tribute come from? Like, what does the name mean and how did that come about to represent the company and the brand? Well, we're fortunate to have made a mistake. We started the company <laughs> to more or less have to rebrand um, after the fact. And so we we didn't just land on Wild Tribute. We we really put a lot of thought into it, of course, based on some of the lessons we learned in, in, in starting the company initially. So, you know, given that our give back is everything and the reason why we started this and to really loop back to your, your question before, did we know we wanted to do apparel? The answer is no. We, we have no background in, in fashion and really just wanted to, you know, being inspired by the Tom Shoes of the world, which was one of the only companies at the time with a formalized give back. And of course, life is good has always been a fantastic company for us to to parallel, um, given the lifestyle component and Patagonia also being an inspiration just with their their stewardship in the space. So we we didn't have any background in apparel, we didn't have any background in fashion, but we figured this was a path of not ease, but maybe one of the easier paths to take to to create and market a product that that allows us to fulfill our goal of giving back. And so that being said, tribute was a word that we knew we wanted to, to work into our brand name. And uh, we needed to somehow incorporate uh, our connection to the parks and our passion for the outdoors. And so uh, we noodled and noodled on a number of things around tribute, but wild naturally came back full circle as we continue to put words on the board and wild tribute naturally just became a perfect fit as we continued to think about what we really wanted the the brand to communicate and what our logo would ultimately communicate. And so that's a long-winded answer for you, but no, uh, no, that's there, good. There was a lot that went into it for sure. No, that's good. I mean, it's nice to hear, you know, a good explanation of it because I, I like the long ex explanations because then it really goes into more detail of like how it came about and how the name came about. And also getting into apparel is a good thing because it is something that people, when they're at these parks, if they really have, you know, a really good experience, like you said earlier, it's something that they can take with them. And then having something that you can merchandise and sell gives you that opportunity to give back. And so being apparel, I think, I mean, apparel can 
really work in certain instances, and it seems like it's working well for y'all. So that's good to hear that you ended up getting into doing apparel for it. Yeah, I think I think what you know what differentiates us most, and what we have the most fun with, is design, and that's where we're able to really connect our community and those that really recognize the brand. And that's also how we started working with Subaru, just by really connecting to these places that we now know so well, and then incorporating what we know are going to be the memories that folks are having in these places through product. And so design is ultimately what separates us in addition to the story we're able to tell through such with our give back and our mission. And so it's been a unique ride. We're 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 one of those brands that are playing in a gift souvenir space, as I mentioned before, but then straddling the traditional outdoor specialty space where we're sitting next to uh, the North Face, the uh, cool brands of the world. So, you know, we're constantly battling where do we need to fit? But the, the answer is we do fit and and have a place in, in many um, areas of retail. And, and um, that only allows us to grow our community, which ultimately allows us to build or give back. And that's, again, at the end of the day, why we do what we do. So it's, it's an interesting, <laughs> it's interesting to, to prioritize to say the least, but uh, we also have a lot of fun going about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're having fun, then that's really what counts. You know, if you can do something that is, uh, you know, a means to achieve something and you're having fun at the same time, then that's always, you know, a winner. But how did you end up getting connected with Subaru to did they reach out to you? Did you reach out to them? How did that connection happen? I certainly reached out to them. And, and I should say we, uh, you know, we, we just looked at Subaru as a brand where um, not only my Subaru owner myself, but um, we just saw the synergies that, that the, the Subaru brand is, is portraying within their own lifestyle components of, of their marketing and how they're connecting to their consumers. And so, they're also one of the sponsors of the 2016 National Park Centennial. Um, they also have some just really great programs within the park that were really intriguing, specific to their their recycling program. And and those all those things pointed us to Subaru, and we're like, man, we really need to just get in front of them somehow. And uh, one way or the other, we were able to connect accordingly. And um, We've now been within the gear store the last two or three seasons or years, I should say, creating custom product for Subaru. And it's been it's been really great. Uh, I think it's resonated well within the the Subaru community. And I I feel like we're just getting started, too. There's a lot more opportunity for us to certainly expound upon. Yeah, only being in there for maybe two or three years, you've got some time to grow into it and introduce different styles and come up with different, uh, I guess, designs for that would cater. Maybe are you trying to like do specific things for the Subaru community? Because I know like on your website, you've got a bunch of different styles, but are there any that are on the gear store that you won't find on your website that are tailored specifically for Subaru, or is it just ones out of your lineup that you chose to put in there with them? Yeah. So anything that's in the gear store uh, for Subaru is hundred percent customized and, and exclusive to Subaru. So the only places you can find that product are in the Subaru um, official gear store or actually within the dealerships themselves. Now, 
the as I understand it, the dealerships, you know, they're all independent. Um, yeah. and so they're not required to carry the product, but um they have the ability to to purchase the product through Subaru of America and, and their partners that that we work with to, to produce the product for on behalf. And um so so just again in summary, online within the gear store or um within the dealerships that carry the product, you can you can find this exclusive product. Okay. That's nice to know that they're designed specifically for Subaru and uh, that y'all went that route. I like that. That's That makes it more appealing, too, to the Subaru community that these shirts aren't just ones that came from, you know, handpicked from your own designs that you already have, but they were designed specifically for the community. So that's really good. Yeah, 100%. So there's a lot of crossover, of course, with what you can see on our own website. Um, and that's, again, just goes back to the the synergies that we share uh, with communities and, and the brand itself. So nonetheless, if, if you were to to like what you see on the Subaru gear store, I'm sure you like what you see on wildtribute.com as well. Yeah. So with the give back that you do, the 4% of proceeds that are donated to the organizations, what are some of the organizations and then how do they use that 4%? Great question. There's a lot of work that goes into it. And, you know, as a small business, it it's with something like this so core to what we do and so important. We've we've, you know, we gotta stay authentic um to to that mission, right? And so we take uh deep care and and making sure our donation pool of dollars is finding a good home. Sometimes that's more difficult than not, but we do target a lot of grassroots organizations that we work with closely to ensure we have that transparency of understanding where our donation dollars are going, how those dollars are going to work, and ultimately how our mission is being brought to life. And so um, you can go to our website, as you mentioned, and take a look at the initiatives that we've supported. Generally, our, our initiatives are falling into buckets that go around or associated to those uh, initiatives or pillars that I mentioned earlier for the parks, for the forests, for the oceans, and also for the people where we're really focusing on projects that are either conservation-based or research-based or uh, infrastructure projects within our parks, of course. And then there's a whole host of initiatives that we're, host- that we're supporting um, specific to access and, and getting people into the outdoors and um, education programs. And so giving is one thing, but educating is just as important. And so, you know, there's there's a lot of organizations and great organizations that we work with that help us um, bring this mission to life. And of, of course, we want to be able to have the pride that we take in, in what we do every day if it wasn't for those organizations. And so kudos to, to all those who to work with us to obviously uh, do the good work on our behalf and our community's behalf, because we truly believe we're doing this together. Um, You know, not having any background in running a fashion company or apparel in general, we did have background in business. And I think that's what's so beautiful about the, the country we live in and the world we live in that, you know, we can harness the power of business to do good. And, and I think there's there's a lot that we all can do consumer-wise or as business owners to 
obviously work together to to just do our part to to give back and that multiplies and compounds over time. Yeah, and it's great that y'all are able to do that and you know you have such a passion for it and have structured it in such a way that you're able to put those dollars to good use and that you've got all the support that you have from the different organizations that you're working with and you know it's nice to see because there's just, there are so many people especially within the Subaru community which is you know another good reason that it's a good fit for for you to be on here and to talk about wild tribute because there's so many people in the Subaru community that are getting out to the national parks like i had a woman on that was on recently she's going to be 30 next month and she, and she goes by her exploring on instagram but her goal was to get out to 30 national parks by the time she turned 30 and she's already beat that by going out to 31 parks so there's you know and there's a lot of other people that are out there exploring the national parks and just getting outdoors in general so for them to know what wild tribute is doing for something that they're passionate about. I think that's such a great fit. Yeah, absolutely. Well, once you kind of get that park fever and it's not just national parks, it's state parks. It's, I mean, we have public spaces and yeah, backyards. You just got to look a little harder and you'll find them. But, um, but once you get that fever, you, you hop in the car and you're, you're going every, you make every weekend a little vacation. If you can, if you can afford to do that, of course, from a time perspective, but um but no doubt, uh, I love it. And, and you know, the initiatives that we sh- are supporting are very similar to the initiatives that Subaru is supporting through through their own give back and charity, which, of course, I think that's why so many people love being Subaru owners is because they know all the good that Subaru is doing at the same time, whether it's through pets. I mean, we have a lot of dog designs within our own collections and, and a lot of our product that we've designed for Subaru does have a pet focus or some pet orientation. So dogs, of course, but you know, that education aspect and then the connection to adventuring in the outdoors is is all very much in tune with what we're doing at Wild Tribute as well. Yeah. So speaking of the designs, how do you have like a team of designers that are, you know, coming up with what you're putting on your own website and then also what you've done for Subaru? How does that go about? Because you said you don't really have a background in, you know, apparel yeah. and fashion design. Yeah. So who is it that's I helping you out with the design designs? background either? <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully if anything, if anybody is interested in starting a company or just has that entrepreneur spirit, you can take some uh, peace of mind of you don't need any particular skill, but it's maybe just connecting the dots. And if you're good at connecting dots, then you can run a business. But um, yeah, none none of us on the the founding team have a background in design either. But I think the experiences that we've had in in the parks initially, again, just focusing on that aspect of our business, because that's really where we got our start and our, our breaks to really build this business and you know take some hard lessons and those are the those are the things that are required to to obviously um be in business for over 11 years now you gotta live to learn but the park business is where we were able to really just establish you know that differentiation and um find our footing but um in in doing that of course we had to find designers but we were able to connect the the experiences that we were having and in the authenticity that we're shooting for by not just 
for instance, if we're creating a design with Arches National Park, not just using delicate arch as the <laughs> main feature, but some of the other things that others that if you go to the park and you really experience the park, you want everything. It's not just delicate arch. Of course, you still want delicate arch. But what I'm trying to say is we we work really hard at finding designers that can bring the design briefs and the the different styles and trends that we have in mind to life. I mean, we're not actually using our hands to to create the art, but we are very involved in the 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 brainstorming and the ideation behind it. We're not just asking our designers to throw stuff on the wall and see what sticks. We're very deliberate at, hey, this is what we're looking for. And we do have a couple of designers on staff that are incredibly talented. Uh, but we also work with a lot of freelancers too. And so if you're listening to this and you have some interest of potentially working on a project or two, we're always looking for new talent and um, new ideas because that's the name of the game. There's a lot of t-shirt companies out there. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, uh, we continue to hang our hat on design. We need to always look for what's new and and certainly um, track what, what um, catches the eye. So hopefully that helps answer your question. No, no, it does. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, it's, it's good because you want, I like, you know, when you said that you don't just have them throw something up and just see what sticks. I mean, you're, you're going to, it's your brand. It's your, what you're doing is representing not only the brand, but you as owners and as people and as part goers. So to be, you know, you're going to want to be that involved in, in the process of coming up with, with a design. So that's really good course and and that's the fun part too i mean it's the most challenging to find ways to be different but but it's also the most fun especially when you're reliving basically those adventures that you've had and and trying to connect the dots um accordingly for be it subaru be it um a completely different opportunity as i mentioned we work with a lot of breweries because if you think about it once you're um, spending some time in a park or outdoors, you naturally, if you you know want to celebrate, you have a victory libation, and <laughs> and then next door to the brewery is a retailer, and so we really thrive in in those towns and spaces where there's you know just people out and about having fun and spending time outdoors, and then coming back to the the city center, and and then when you're seeing our product and all these different spots it really connects the dots with how again we're giving back and you're seeing the brand in, in multiple places and you're feeling part of it and that's where that community is so important to us yeah so with the uh, wild tribute and i guess the brand and everything that you're doing what does it mean to you personally i think it it was truly a passion project i was just um you know, myself and and my fellow co-founders were we were just wanting to do something truly that was following a passion or related to such and to see what would happen. And, um, and so I, you know, honestly, I was a little concerned because I, I didn't want my, <laughs> my passion for adventuring in our public spaces to be um, overcome by, you know, what ultimately is business, but just last week, I was in Olympic National Park and completely on leisure, but still able to connect dots up there while I'm traveling, right? And so, so really, what it means to me is is initially a passion project, but two, 
now that we've started this business, of course, once you once you establish some level of success, it's great to hang your hat on, hey, not only have we been around for 10 plus years and we're still on a very upward trend, but we've already and are going to surpass donating $2 million at the end of this year, which oh, wow. is also a feat in itself. But it becomes a people equation where we have this great team. And so you, you've, you're incredibly fulfilled by, again, the give back and the mission. But then when you're supporting a team and um, have people, of course, that are believing in the same dream that you have and the same finding the same connections that you have, that becomes equally fulfilling. Then you look at the community that just loves what you're doing too. And it's, it's, it becomes so much more, but you know, I think it, it, it it's hard to answer that question because there's, there's so much that goes into it, but yeah, of um, I guess that scrapes the surface sufficiently. <laughs> so like when y'all got started, how long did it take for it to like pick up momentum to where you realize okay, this is really happening. Like, as you said, it started as a passion project. So with something that is a passion and then coming to like a realization that, hey, we can turn this into a business, but it's not like, oh, well, this is just a business to make money. We are taking this passion to create a business to make money so that we can give back. So when did that kind of start picking up to where you saw that this had some really good momentum? Yeah, I think the key for us was like just staying committed to that give back from day one and knowing that's always going to be something that was a part of what we're doing because that give back is substantial and, and you know, that makes us all wear more hats because we're in theory not hiring that extra employee or, or two to that, that would otherwise would <laughs> take those donation dollars. Right. But, but to answer your question about when do we know it, it took some time. We, we were really naive, just thinking, oh, we'll have, we have a great story. We'll sell a lot of product online. We had to be really scrappy because selling product online is incredibly difficult. We're getting better at it, but we still have a lot of room to grow on that front too. But, but I think, you know, it, it's just a matter of staying in the game long enough to, to continue to connect those dots. So you're hearing me say that a lot because it is a common theme, <laughs> just connecting dots. But it probably was year two or three where, you know, we we spent the year year one really predominantly figuring things out, like how to produce product, how to go to market, what what was what people were gravitating towards. And then year two and year three is when we started some by happenstance going to trade shows and just talking to folks who were so great and just pointing us in the right direction. And um, from there that park business, like I said, really started to snowball for us. Didn't happen overnight, but um, slowly but surely, we were able to build a business there, which then let us start diving into other channels that um, that we now play in today. So it's just perseverance and give a lot of credit to my my fellow co-founders, Brian and Sean, who were really in the thick of it um, from day one. Because uh, we're all in different situ- situations, of course, and all had to navigate things a little differently. But um, but we're all here today. Yeah. And so are the three of you, I mean, is this like full time for y'all? Absolutely. So 
Brian and Sean have been full-time from day one, and I was supporting my wife through her own career uh, initially and was unable to jump in full-time from day one. So it was always moonlighting and doing what I could up until 2020, essentially. And so it's been also, you know, that, that was that coincided with the pandemic. Yeah which was an interesting time, but also just a, a wonderful time for us to, you know, support who we could. I mean, we had to obviously navigate that ourselves, but as you know, and, and many know that the pandemic forced a lot of people to head outside and <laughs> the parks largely remained open. And, and so we, we, we managed to, to get through without having t- too difficult of time there were some dark dark days but um they're you know the the last three years have been have been fantastic just from a sense of growth just continuing to be able to connect the dots that we need to and and continue that upward trajectory that we've set those first uh five years and you know we really didn't start building our team until year six year seven it was really a three four-man show (laughs) up until then but um, like I said, we're right around that 15 employee mark today. That's good. Yeah. And then, so like with all the proceeds that you have been able to give out, how have you seen the proceeds that Wild Tribute donates impact the natural resources that you are supporting? Yeah, I mean, it's it's all over the, the map. So a lot of the organizations we work with, um, they're, you know, we're we're working with them in advance to understand, hey, this is what we're donating this year and can you help us understand where this is going right so we always have a a sense of that transparency but as i mentioned before it could be infrastructure projects where we're helping rebuild an amphitheater in the park Um, it could be trail related of course there's a lot of trail work from a conservation standpoint I mean, research, uh, the, the opportunities to, to help underwrite wildlife research, um, be it, um, you know, our, our wolf population in Yellowstone, our, um, our bears, and, and really the whole Mountain West, but, you know, even educating folks, um, the just appropriate bear etiquette. So we're saving our bears in that way. But there, there's so much. It's again, it's hard for me to all communicate. Um, but if you go to our website, we do a really good job, I believe, in communicating how we're we're supporting these organizations through postcards. You go to our website, click on our wild tribute, um, which is another reason why we chose this name because um, we're we're paying tribute to these places that we love, but our give back is our wild tribute. Hence, again, the the dots we're connecting through our name and mission. But if you click on that link, our wild tribute, all of our postcards will populate and based on um, what, you know, pillar for the parks, for the oceans, for the fourth forest or for the people, you'll be able to, to really dig into um, how we're communicating that give back through these postcards uh, to to you and the community. Okay, that's good. Yeah, it's uh, I, I explored the website a little bit and it's a really nice site to browse through so it's nice to see some of that information on there so you so you've been with subaru for you said like two or three years are you going to be like rotating designs and styles as as like for each year is that how that would work is you'll 
kind of keep some in there for a while and then come up with new designs and replace some of the ones that you have now? Yeah, I think um, it's it's been fun. Every year has been a little different. Uh, we started, you know, we're having the walk around approach to some degree, but we started with two designs and then we've, I think we're now up to four or five unique designs, still re reordering those initial designs. Um, and, and to your point, those that haven't maybe sold as well, um, replacing with new, but honestly, we haven't gotten to that point yet. We've only added new, but we have a great holiday selection, uh, or assortment coming out this, this oh, fall nice. too. That should hit the gear store shortly. So, so that's exciting, but it's not just apparel. We do have some ornaments, um, within the gear store too, and a couple hats. Um, so, uh, there, there's a number of things for, for folks to, to look for, but, um, there should be, I think at this juncture, four or five unique wild tribute Subaru collaboration designs, and then at least one hat and a couple ornaments. And then that's just design. So you will see t-shirts, you will see long sleeve shirts, and you will see hoodie options uh, within those designs. Okay. Yeah, that's nice. It's good to see that there's a, the different options in there as well. So as, as far as like Wild Tribute is concerned, the brand, the business, what you're doing, is there anything else that you wanted to say about it that we didn't talk about that you want people to know about? I I just think, you know, the platform is wonderful. We're, we're really here to just connect um, with like-minded folks. So, so thank you for allowing me to tell the story a little bit, but um, certainly, you know, want to just use this as an opportunity to educate you know, and point people to that wild tribute portion of our website. So you can get a sense for the scope of work that's being done to, to support our public lands and, and the people that uh, um, are sitting next to us to, you know, more or less be educated or youth, et cetera, et cetera. And, and the organizations more or less that you can support yourself. And we love to to give to these organizations, but we also love to help educate everyone in our community that you can do the same individually and every little bit counts but of course every purchase that you facilitate through wild tribute you're you're giving back too so nonetheless um i think just uh again thank you Raphael, for the opportunity just to tell the story and to, to help bring more light to, to all the good work that's being done um, around the country to to support a lot of uh just great things specific to our mission and I think uh, the likeness of, 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 you know, many people um, and what we're all trying to accomplish at, at some juncture within our legacy. And that, that is one thing I think that I always like to bring up when you, when you bring up that word legacy, I think our public lands are a unique legacy that we all share. And um, I think that shouldn't be lost on any of us. And so that is one thing we all can unite around, and 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 it is true. We we do have this unique uh, concept that we all own this land, and we need to take care of it. We need to make sure we all know that um, you know it can be political, of course, and I'm not one to be political, but but it, you know I think just the concept of knowing like stewardship is something that's incredibly important. We have. Um, these places and we should take care of them and we should we should learn from the historic aspects of them too right i mean it goes back to education so 
just again, when you think of legacy, think about that collective legacy we all share with with our national parks or state parks and our public lands in general. Yeah, well, I think it's a really good thing which y'all are doing and what you've created, especially starting off as a passion. And then, you know, they say that if you enjoy what you're doing, then you're not really working. So, you know, I hope that y'all have found that throughout the journey of Wild Tribute that there's more of really enjoying it and it not feeling like working because it seems like you had this great passion for, you know, the the, the parks and the memories and, and everything that goes on in, in nature. And like you said, not just the national parks, but just getting outdoors. And so, you know, it's... It's nice to see that you've been around for 10 plus years and that you made it through the pandemic. And and then, of course, it's nice to see you associated with Subaru and the gear store, because, as I said, a lot of the people that uh, most of the listeners that I have well, for the podcast and most of the guests are overland and off-road uh, in the community because I have a cross track myself. And that's most of the people that I've connected with. And that's kind of what gravitates to the podcast and not that that's all that it is. But bringing that up, I understand that you you mentioned it earlier, but that you have a Subaru. So I'm sure that being part of the gear store and you owning a Subaru and all of this just has probably come full circle for you. So what Subaru do you own and like, how did you get into, you know, having your own Subaru? Well, I love my Subaru. Um, It's my second Subaru. Um, It's a Subaru Outback. I had a Crosstrek initially. But uh, I'm based in Salt Lake City, and so I'm surrounded by a lot of Subarus, <laughs> seemingly. <laughs> but but no, it makes sense. I mean, it's such a great vehicle that uh, when you live in a place like Salt Lake, you obviously have the seasons to contend with. But um, the 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 vehicles just take you anywhere you need to go, and that's the you know we have the mountains in our backyard, but we have the desert, which is a massive playground. Uh, south of us and and that's where i like to play a lot and i'm always amazed of where the subaru outback and cross truck prior gets us i also have a, a forerunner and i haven't found a place where i wouldn't have you know beyond the high clearance i i i'm confident any place i've gone the subaru could get back there too if, if it wasn't for high clearance issues yeah oh yeah so have you done mods to your Subaru? No mods, primarily because we, I mean, it depends on how you define mods. Um, <laughs> well, I, I mean, like, you know, because there's some of us we've got, uh, not me personally, but I've got wheels and tires. I don't have a lift. A lot of people, you know, put on a lift so they can get the higher clearance. I mean, there's people that are cutting bumpers and putting on steel bumpers. You know, we've got uh, extra, yeah. you know, we've got... Uh, ditch lights and light bars and things like that, you know, rooftop baskets. So, you know, what kind of things have you done, even if it's minimal? Yeah, just minimal. I mean, we, we have a sky box, of course, uh, for all of our gear. We did buy a, a model that didn't have the, the wheels that we wanted on it. So we actually found some of the same wheels that were on the Onyx model, um, the black rims which was fun to do so that really is the extent of it but you know we've we've driven the wheels off of it because we it's just my wife and i and you know just about a we just got a a a little golden retriever about a year ago so now we have a puppy with us but up until then and up until now we've always had you know 
the the ability just to park it anywhere and yeah. pull down the seats with sleeping pads and and that's been just fantastic. People are like, "How do you do?" That? I'm like, "I mean, I, I guess everybody in this forum, it's it's pretty <laughs> it's pretty commonplace." But oh, yeah. um, when people are sleeping in the back of your outback, it's like, "Huh?" Uh, but it it's super comfortable. I fit better back there than I do in the back of my Forerunner, frankly. But um, anyways, it's it's been on a lot of adventures, and I'm sure it's going to go on many more. How many miles do you have on it? 40,000. So okay. fortunately, we don't do a lot of city driving. I work from home. My wife works close by. So many most of the miles are just road trip miles. Yeah, that's good. So do you all go camping often? Are you sleeping in the back of it often? Yeah, I'd say, again, we're viewing, we try to view every weekend. I said this before, every weekend is a little vacation. So we try to get out as much as we can. And given we're lucky enough to live in Salt Lake, there's always something to do. There's always a season to take advantage of. So uh, we do spend a lot of time in the Southern Desert of Utah and then, of course, in, in the mountains. But being in Salt Lake, we're also just super close to um, a lot of parks. I mean, we're 10 hours from Glacier. We're 10 hours from Yosemite. We're um, only a few hours from, you know, our, our Mighty Five down south, Arches, Bryce, uh, Zion. And then, you know, we're we're hopping a skip from Jackson, Wyoming, where we spend a lot of time in the Tetons and the Wind River Range. So there's it's endless. It's hard. It's almost it's almost hard to fit it all in, but um, you, you do your best. And I will say we we recently just bought a little um, camper and we're not pulling it with the suit, with the Outback. But, um, but you know, one of the reasons we bought the camper was because a lot of people do. Um, one of the uh, taxa cricket habitats, I'm not sure if you're familiar with those, but um, I'm sure some people that are driving Subarus are, are pulling their taxes behind. Oh, wait. Okay. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Those are nice. Yeah. I like those. Yeah. It's been fun. That's, that's, you know, what a new, a dog will, will do. It kicks you out of your, your sleeping in the back of it, <laughs> the outback to needing a little more space, I suppose. Yeah. That's not a bad thing. I mean, it's nice to have a dog with you and, you know, have, have it go on you with your journeys and explore and, and just get to see the outdoors even more and enjoy that with a little puppy. Yeah, they they bring a lot of joy, that's for sure. It's my first dog. <laughs> oh yeah, that's good. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of the dog owners and pet owners in the Subaru community and uh, you see a lot of them traveling with their dogs. So that's uh not anything new. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to come on here and and uh talk about Wild Tribute and again, I appreciate you, you know, sharing the story and telling us what it's all about. And again, it's great that it's part of the gear store and uh, even better that you own a Subaru. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate the time and um, this has been great. I had a lot, a lot of fun. And if anybody would like to reach out or just connect, you can find me at ben at wildtribute.com. Again, thank you so much and uh, really wish you all the best. Kudos to what you're doing here with this podcast. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And I uh, hope you have a good night. Cool. You too. Thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. Again, go check out wildtribute.com and go check out the merchandise that they have available. 
They are doing some really good works in the world with their contributions to all of these organizations that are helping to protect our natural resources. And as I mentioned early on in the episode, before we started the conversation, you can find Wild Tribute at the Subaru Gear Store. So go check out SubaruGear.com and see what they have to offer there, and you can get 20% off of your purchase. Speaking of the gear store, I have added Subaru Gear back to my website. If you go to Podcast Sponsors, you will find them there, and you can go through my podcast and or through the website and find the link there. If you want to help support the podcast beyond just listening and sharing, you can go to subianupodcast.com and right there on the front, there is a link that says support the podcast and that will take you to Patreon where you can sign up to support the podcast that way. It'll get you into our Discord server as well as bonus content from me and get you connected with a lot of other people in a really cool space where we talk about a lot of fun things and just share our love of this community and our cars and a lot of other things. So it's really fun. Go check it out and support the podcast. Well, that wraps up another episode for this week. I hope you all have a great one. I know that we've got Subi Fest Midwest coming up and then Subi Fest Florida to close out the Subi Fest season. So if you're able to make it out to those events, I'm sure there's still tickets available. So I highly recommend going to check it out. It's a really great place to see a lot of really awesome Subarus and a great place to meet up with people that maybe you haven't seen in a while. And of course, meet new people that you've probably been chatting with for a while. I'm not sure who else is going to be at SubiFest Midwest and SubiFest Florida, but I know that Bucky will be there, and he's always a great addition to the show. So thanks again for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for liking. Thank you for your comments, and thank you to my sponsors and my patrons. I really appreciate all the love and the support. Have a great week, and uh, we will see you on the next episode. Much Subi love. Wrap. Thank you.